Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, all right, all right. Round two, second podcast, same day. A lot went down today, a whole lot. Uh, everybody was looking forward to the end of the NBA trade deadline. That feels like it happened two days ago. Um, nothing happened. Uh, I guess not terribly shocking. But uh, anyway, we're moving on. And uh, the next order of business was the Kobe statue, which every Laker fan has been looking forward to for months, ever since it got announced that it would be happening um, on February 8th, uh, 2024. Uh, And it did not disappoint. Uh, I've said a few times over the past couple of months that my ideal Kobe statue would be him pointing to the sky, walking off the court, 81 points, most iconic um, moment of his career. And that's exactly what we got. And I thought it was awesome. But we got another surprise on top of that with Kobe getting not one, but three statues now. With the, the next one, with this one is dedicated to him being him playing in number eight, which he did for 10 years. Um, and now the next one is number 24. So, I mean, he's still got plenty of moments to get to choose from and, and iconic poses. Um, me personally, I think I would go for uh, him pulling this jersey and kind of showing, you know, that that passion that relentless drive that he had i mean he just was so amped up and i i, I can't even remember which game that was um <laughs> makes me a bad um nba fan i guess but uh I, I i don't remember but i just remember being iconic you know you see it so many times and you know that you got that um still of him you know just pulled out all the way and i thought it was awesome i think it'd be great um i think a lot of people might want him jumping on the scores table, his arms stretched out with the the hat on. That's the only thing, you know, at the end of um, or winning the championship with confetti falling down, fans going nuts, um, which would be cool. I just think the hat part of it kind of puts me off a little bit. It just doesn't look right on a statue, right? There shouldn't be any kind of like thing on your head as a basketball player. You're not playing baseball. Um but I mean, I still, I still wouldn't hate it. I just think there's there's other things you could do. Um, and then lastly, is a statue of him and Gigi. I'm not quite sure how that's gonna work. If she's in it, or if it's just like kind of like a plaque, or or like or what, or, or where it's going, what part of the entrance it's going uh, to be. Like maybe on the other side, where there are no statues, right? Maybe they start putting them out there because they're gonna start, you know. Uh, piling up, you know, say James Worthy gets one or uh, maybe even Powell. I mean, I, I don't know if Powell get one, but you never know. Um, I don't think Laker fans would be too disappointed if Powell got one or James Worthy. I think Worthy's definitely worthy of getting it. Um, but I thought it was interesting. I thought it was so cool. You know, it's the last thing anybody expected was three statues, let alone, you know, one. I thought they were going to go one. And just creatively, you know, kind of add stuff on top of it. But, you know, sometimes I guess that can get a lot of hand, a little, a little crazy, look a little weird. Maybe they tried that at first and they're just like, okay, this isn't working. And people are not going to get pissed 
if we have three statues instead of one, just one, right? Um, I did hear from uh, the buddy I work with, uh, Daniel Starkhand, that he said that people were saying that the statue is considerably bigger than all the other ones. Um, so I don't know how that's going down with other players or whatever. Um, I'm sure it's not too big a deal, but uh, I'm curious to see it in person. So I didn't get to do that. Um, here in Colorado about, I don't know what, uh, I got to leave here at 5 a.m. to go on a trip to Cancun with my fam. It's an annual thing we do every year. Um, but anyway, I, th I thought that was awesome. I think the statue looks incredible. I've only heard one person say that they didn't like it. They thought it was weak or whatever. And I was like, really? Um, I had no qualms about it. I thought it was amazing. I can't wait to see it in person. Um, I can't wait to see the next one, whenever that would be. I don't think there's a timetable set yet for either one of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's quite the day in Lakers history. And then, obviously, the Nuggets game has just ended probably about five, ten minutes ago within, with the, the Lakers coming within striking distance and Jokic and the Nuggets showing why they won the championship last year. They just – I think the, the Lakers tied it up, and then with about two minutes left, Jokic and and Murray just took over, and they just put their foot on the, uh, you know LeBron's neck and just said, "Okay, you're not winning. You're not even coming close." So, game over. I think they won by ten. Uh, on Mo, twelve. Nope, eight. Sorry, can't do math. Um. But I thought that was a good barometer game of where they're where they're at right now. Um, the Lakers aren't a terrible team, but the the only way that they're competing for a title is if they can go head to head with those guys. And in the end, it just looked like like the Nuggets were so much better in every aspect. I said I've said this before, but I think the Nuggets are incredible because they are a great team. Right, they play great team basketball. Nobody plays outside of the role. Nobody does too much. You got your superstar Jokic, who is incredible. I mean, he just fills up the stat sheet every night. Probably the best passer in the game. And then uh, Murray, who backs him up and kind of comes through in clutch situations, like he did tonight. He had a big three. Um, and so did Porter Jr., who's kind of like that third guy who can score, you know, 20, 25 points if he, if they need it. And all these other guys, all these kind of like. Um, role players, you know, Aaron Gordon, uh, who had a few few big plays. Um, but they're just, they just fit. It's like a, you know, if you put, you spread a bunch of puzzle pieces on, you know, a table and spread them all out and, you know, put them back together. I think the Nuggets would just fit all together. But if you got a team like the Lakers, you're just going to be missing pieces. There's going to be pieces that don't fit. It's just, that's the way they are right now. And it's unfortunate, but that's it. You know, there's the Lakers, you know, they don't probably add Spencer Dinwiddie if they can. Um, but I don't think that's really going to move the needle much. I think they're I think they're a little bit better than a mediocre team. I would call them a good team, but I would not call them a great team. And I think the only way they're going to go far is if they're a great team. And obviously now there's no way to get to that point because you can't add to your team outside of buyout guys. And buyout guys are always kind of guys that are – 
you know, um, at the end of their contracts or they're older, like Kyle Lowry, where they're kind of washed. I mean, maybe they give you a few big plays a game, but that's it. They're not going to be considerable. Um, they're not going to play big roles uh, that can get you over the top or, or have you beat a team like the Nuggets. So it was a kind of a heat check for the Lakers after such a hot streak off of that uh, the road trip where they won three straight. Beat what Boston, um, which was which was big because no AD, no LeBron. I, I was impressed by that, but uh, we'll see, man. It's just it's a tough tough pill to swallow to know that this team is probably not good enough to go the distance. I mean, it's going to be entertaining basketball, and hopefully, um, Hopefully they get better and better as the season goes. On. Maybe they get Vando back. Maybe they get Gabe Vincent back. I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt Vando, Vando's coming back. But I, even if Vincent comes back, I don't know what you're going to get out of him um, because you don't stay out this long and be able to bounce back quickly. You know, and we saw that with Kendrick Nunn. I mean, he's I hate to say it, but he you know, is second coming of Kendrick Nunn. You know, he's just a guy that came back and instantly was back on the shelf. You know, it's with some knee issue and you don't know how severe it is. And then you find out later it's way worse than it was uh, earlier reported. So we'll see. But um, interesting day, exhausting day, especially considering that I have to get up at like 4 a.m. And I still haven't packed a bag because I've had no time to do anything. Poor me, right? I starving ham says no one's going to feel sorry for us. All right. But uh, so where do you go from here? You know, I mean, they play the Pelicans tomorrow night. I guarantee one of the two, uh, AD or LeBron will not be playing, right? One of the two. Um, and they'll probably get cooked. <laughs> Maybe not totally cooked, but I think I think the Pelicans are coming off an impressive win against the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is huge considering how well the Clippers have played. But uh, what are they at? 30 and 21, top of their uh, division, if that even means anything anymore. Um, who was the team they just beat? Yep. It's wow. So they've won four in a row. Houston, San Antonio, that's not really saying much. Toronto, that's definitely not saying much. And uh, the Clippers, and they beat them by 11, uh, with McCollum being their leading scorer of all people. Um, so I don't know. The Lakers have their work cut out for them tomorrow. That's uh, it's not an easy back to back, especially after all the you know emotion of tonight. Like they were kind of playing off that emotion today, and I I thought they were going to get to the win. I, I honestly did. Um, but like I said, in the end, Denver shows you why they're so good and why they're a title contender, and the Lakers probably not. But things do get easier much easier after New Orleans because they'll have the weekend, Super Bowl weekend, off, which is great for the media, for us, because then we don't have to cover it and actually get to enjoy football. Um, but then on Tuesday, day before Valentine's Day, uh, Detroit comes to town. And obviously Detroit's one of the worst teams in the league, and that should be an easy win. should be an easy win. I don't know if that even – exists anymore for the Lakers. Like they, they seem to play down on a lot of teams. But it should be an easy win. And then 
uh, another back-to-back against Utah in Utah, and then Golden State in Golden State. Um, wow. Two, oh, no, no, no. Okay, so Utah is the last game before the All-Star break then, what I'm seeing. So they're going to – I mean, they could finish strong with two wins. I think they'll lose tomorrow. But, you know, two wins going into the All-Star break, you know, they, they need that much-needed rest and um, with their wounds and then get back to work, you know, against Golden State, San Antonio. And then they got kind of a gauntlet against Phoenix, the Clippers, Washington is – doesn't matter. Um, and then Denver again. And okay, geez, man, that is a rough stretch. I didn't realize that. So from February 25th all the way, <laughs> man, that is rough. To March 13th, they are going to face some tough mofos. I mean, you got Phoenix, Phoenix, Clippers. Washington, which is the only game on here that I see that's uh, probably a win, like Denver, OKC, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Sacramento. Wow, that's crazy. And then you got Golden State, but I don't really consider Golden State much of a threat anymore. Um, dude, <laughs> they're going to need that rest after that. And these are all like tele or nationally televised games. The majority of these games, uh, Sacramento and Washington, are the only two games that aren't nationally televised. The only two that aren't on ABC, ESPN, or NBA TV. Wow. So they're going to get thrust in the fire. And I think that stretch will define the rest of the season. How they do there. If, if, if they can't get through there at least 500, those games, just those games, not like on the season, but just those games, then they're done. Then they're cooked. Um, it's a little harsh, maybe, but I think that's the reality at this point. Uh, this, this season's flying by. After that stretch, you know, you, there, there isn't much left. There's only a handful of games left. And in the final stretch, it's fairly easy. But you still got Minnesota again, Cleveland, uh, Indiana, and Milwaukee again. Or oh, Indiana twice. Philly, Philly without Embiid, I think is a different team, even though they kind of upgraded today. Oh man, that sounds sounds exhausting. Um, but hey, look, you know, if you're true Lakers fans, you're going to stick through it, and you're going to hope that uh, they can turn it around. Like I said they didn't look terrible tonight, um, but they didn't look good. They, they didn't look great. They didn't look good enough to beat a great team like Denver, even at home, even with the emotion of, you know, uh, the the Kobe statue and all those people in attendance, you know, like all, you know, Kobe's ex-teammates and Phil Jackson and all that stuff. Just sometimes the, all that added attention can, you know, it's like when they say, you know, when a, a team wins a championship and their, their ring uh, night gets ruined because they get killed. Because there's just so much emotion going into getting the ring, right? And I'm not saying a lot of these guys were like, you know, the LeBron's been through this a few times. AD's been through this a few times with, you know, celebrating Kobe's life and everything. So, but I mean, it brings it up. It brings it up again. It's such a hard time, you know, and everybody that's a family, I'm, 
I'm a diehard fan, Kobe. I mean, he's the probably the, the main reason I got into this business. So he just motivated the hell out of me. He still does to this day. So, you know, that, that added motivation um, might have cooked him in the end. You know, might have exhausted him. But because uh, Denver outscored them by four in the fourth. Um, Lakers had it coming. They, they outscored them by six in the third. They just couldn't sustain it, unfortunately. And then, you know, I'm mean, looking at the stats right now. You got two points from Rui in 38 minutes. I mean, what the hell happened there? Um, minus 12. Christie's seven points, but he's not used to being a starter, so I kind of give him a pass. And he got hurt, and he only played 15 minutes. Uh, Prince off the bench, 13 points in 34 minutes. Not bad. Didn't sh he didn't shoot bad. Two for three from deep. But uh, I don't know, man. There's a, there's not enough game-changing guys on here. I mean, even Christian Wood played 19 minutes, scored three points, shot one field goal, one. That's all he's here for is to, to shoot threes and grab boards. Hit four boards and three points. Wow. I mean, Jackson Hayes did more than that. In less than two minutes less time, nine points, eight rebounds, or no, sorry, six rebounds and two blocks. And he had a huge block in the end, which was a game-saving block at the time. Uh, but then in the end, I mean, but the thing is the game, the, the play before that, Aaron Gordon went around him like a cone. Like it was like a like a drill, <laughs> you know, like a, like a training drill or something. It was kind of embarrassing, but that's Jackson Hayes. You kind of live and you die with that. Like he reminds me so much of uh, JaVale McGee. Like they, they, they have that same kind of athleticism, but they're just not that savvy on the defensive side of the ball. I think McGee was a better shot blocker, better defender all around, but still same kind of, same kind of guy, right? Um, 32 grades. AD, man. Every time I see his stats, I'm just kind of blown away. He always puts up numbers. Shot over 50%, 32 points, nine boards, three assists, three steals, and four blocks. Wow. He's just a stud. LeBron with 25, nine boards, and seven assists. Reeves 15 and 10 assists. I think that's one thing with Reeves that kind of gets um, overlooked is how good of a passer he is. Or, or at least, you know, he, he's a point guard, more or less. You know, every night he's got like seven assists or more. He distributes the ball, and obviously they had to lean on him a little bit more without D'Lo. Now you throw D'Lo in the mix tonight, and maybe this game is a little different. Maybe this game changes. Maybe they get that edge. But, uh, but you'll never know now, you know. So we just have to wait and see whether or not uh, D'Lo is still that guy after the trade deadline because all that motivation of, you know, being on the hot seat is gone. He can now cruise to the end, you know, to the summertime, become a free agent and uh, cash out if he wants. I mean, he's still got a ball out for the next – how many games we got left here? 27, 27, 26 is what the Lakers are right now. 53 games played, 82, 29 games left. Damn, that ain't much. I thought it was more than that. Wow. Well, he's got 29 games to ball out. 
and then whatever happens in the offseason or the, the playoffs, if they if they make it past the playing tournament, which right now is kind of seems a little shaky at best, but but who knows? Who knows? You know, that's that's what sports is all about, having a little bit of faith in your team and seeing how far you can take it. Um, but uh, this, this is just a short one, you know, 20 minutes, pop it on. I thought that, like I said, I thought the statue was awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see it in person. I want to see how enormous it is. Um, and I thought the details on it was super cool, like getting the tattoos and everything. Um, it just, you know, hopefully that's what statues look like from here on out, you know. Maybe they will. And who knows who's next? I wonder if there's going to be another guy before Kobe gets the next one. And I wonder how they're going to spread this out. Are they going to do it like once a year or you know, a couple of years from now? I mean, I mean how, how are they going to do this? Because um, he literally seemed to give no details on that um, aspect. But it's exciting. It's it's cool. Um, it's a cool, you know, uh, experience, even from afar. So, uh, good night, everybody. I uh, wish you the best. I will be gone for a week. I may try to do one of these over there, but I'll probably be hammered uh, with the fan. So, that might not be a good idea. But anyway, uh, until next time, peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.